This is Frank Valvey with Frank Presents. And in our series of candidates for town office, it is my privilege and welcome to welcome Mark Besson, French-Canadian. Very, <laughs> very good. Right? Well done. Welcome Frank. to the studio, well, Mark. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Mark, you're running for the school committee here in Franklin, which is a, a two-year term. Where did you go up, Mark? Uh, so I grew up in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Um, I lived there my whole life. Um, I went to Lincoln Sudbury High School. Uh, after that, um, went on to work after high school a little bit. So I'm in the construction field. Um, my family's been in the commercial construction field for uh, about four generations now. So, um, when you say construction field now, commercial, yep. are you are you building? Uh, like retail space or uh, uh, like our buildings like here in Porch Park? Yep. So uh, commercial space. Uh, so throughout my career, I've been a part of some of the largest uh, construction projects here in Massachusetts. Um, for example, we built the largest Buddhist temple built, out, out, built outside of uh, Thailand in the world. Is actually right here in Massachusetts. Where? Uh, it's in Raynham, Massachusetts, of all places. Raynham. It's a beautiful structure. Uh, it was actually built for the king of Thailand, um, who went to school here. He actually went to Harvard. Uh, same with the the queen. So, uh, very exciting. Um, and I've had the opportunity and the and uh, the honor of being a part of some of the some of the bigger projects throughout Massachusetts. Yeah. Now, did you go to college or study for this area? Yep. Uh, so I went to Northeastern University. Um, I went there and received my degree in business leadership. Uh, I graduated uh, magna cum laude uh, with a 3.7 GPA. Um, uh, received two academic uh, scholarships while I was there. Um, it, was, it was a great experience, it, which helped me get to where I am today. And I gather you excelled at Sudbury High. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had good teachers, right? Um, I, I, I have to say I wasn't the best student in high school. Uh, I was more focused on sports and, and cars and all those other things. Did you play sports? I did. I did. I played lacrosse, um, and I also played football. And did that carry over to Northeastern? Um, it didn't, I kind of um, wanted to f focus on my studies, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a big financial kind of burden when you start getting into, you know, uh, upper education and Northeastern. Uh, so I yeah. got a stern talking to my dad <laughs> and uh, we focused on studying. Yeah. What brought you to Franklin? Uh, my wife did. <laughs> Right, um, so my wife uh, has been a teacher here in Franklin um, for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, she started at Parmenter uh, and then spent the bulk of her career at uh, the Helen Keller School. Um, when we, we were married in uh, 2010 and uh, we, we bought our first house in, in Upton, Mass. And uh, we, were, we were ready to kind of spread our wings and, and look for something else. And uh, at the time, I was actually working in Connecticut. And uh, so I wanted to move kind of that way. 
And she said, no, we're going to move to Franklin. <laughs> and I, I, it was funny because I'd ask why, you know, why Franklin? Other than, you know, you'd have a three-minute commute, I'd have a, you know, an hour and 33-minute commute. And she said, because Franklin has everything. It was kind of, it's kind of an inside joke with us. It does. You know, it has, you know, wonderful community, uh, great schools, um, shopping malls, yeah. f- like four grocery stores. But more importantly, it has people like you. Right. Uh, and your wife that want to uh, invest in the community. And, and, and that's the only way it, it seems to uh, make it a lot better. No, that's it, a great point. Yeah. And, th- and really, that's... You know why I chose to kind of throw my hat in the ring, yeah. right? Um, it's not because I have a lot of free time on my hands, right? I, you know, I have a full-time job. Uh, I have three kids under the age of six, um, so uh, it's important, and I feel it's important that um, members of the community get involved and, and give back to the community. So it's, it's a big part of what we do. Uh, my wife is, has taken the lead on that. Um, she, after our third child, um, uh, Abby, uh, my wife had some health issues and she ended up having a stroke. So we made the decision together. It was kind of better to focus on her health yeah. and the kids as opposed to going back, you know, to school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know. So she currently isn't teaching. No. Nope. Nope. But you currently are, are working in, uh, in the industry. Correct. Have you have you ever been on any board or a leader in uh, Boy Scouts or, or any activity in Franklin? Nope. Um, in Franklin or anywhere else. If, if you asked anybody, hey, what, what's Mark Bisson? What do you think Mark Bisson's doing right now? Uh, the last thing they would say is running for school committee. Yeah. I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. Then why are you running for school committee? Um, Because it's important, right? Uh, I have small children that are about to enter into the school system. Um, My son, Andrew, um, is is in the system. And also, uh, Lily entered into ECDC this year. Uh, So I feel it's it's really important for parents to to play a, a leading role in how their education is set up and the decisions that that are made. What do you envision that a school committee member's responsibility and duties are uh, as a school committee member? The school committee should act as a liaison um, for the people, right? For for the members of the community, uh, for the parents, um, and in how um, the school is, is being administrated, right, uh, and, and in that function, right? They should be advocates, you know, for, for the parents and any concerns that they might have, uh, I believe they have a responsibility um, to address those needs. In the national level, uh, lately there's been a debate mm-hmm. between whether the parents uh, should, uh, should have a say in school matters or whether the parents don't have a say and it's only a, uh, uh, a state and a, uh, a school administration matters. Correct. And that is dividing in, uh, I believe it's Maryland or Virginia, the race for governor. Right. So that question, 
Uh, how do you see the answer to that question? Well, traditionally, it, it's all, it's been a symbiotic relationship, right? You know, community parents in the schools w work together um, and, until recently, right? And it's the Virginia race that you're seeing that. And ultimately, this is one of the main reasons why I did get into this um, race. Um, it, it, the parents' right to choose what is the best course of action for their children um, should be at the forefront of every conversation. Um, and, and that's how I feel. Um, this, the school has a role of, of education. And again, I believe that it should be a balanced um, approach to how we do that. Not a, you know, kind of, well, we're gonna do this you should just sit down. Well, the school committee's main responsibility is to hire a superintendent. Yep. And the superintendent's main responsibility is to hire principals yep. and, and hire a staff that, that sets curriculum. Um, you know, they're, they're um, in Mass at least in Massachusetts. Do you think that's a flawed um, a way of administering schools? When it, when it comes to the hiring process, I think it should be, um, again, a balanced approach with all parties having a, f a form of say in it, right? You know, the superintendent ultimately has, you know, in my, in my view, the, the final say, right? Um, they'll pick candidates. But I, I think it's important that um, the school committee, uh, parent input, teacher input, uh, and I would say that across the board, you know, not just for hiring. Um, th there should be some sort of input as to, you know, what their credentials are, you know, what their background is, and, and how they, they would fit within the community. I think that's very important as well. Yeah. The, the um, school system in this electronic age could do, in my observation, a lot more. They could actually have a weekly uh, uh, broadcast over the local access channel. One of the local access channels is education. Yeah. And the educational channel, uh, we do a lot of football games, uh, sporting events. But if there was a speaker at the high school, or they were having a a, um, uh, uh, the headmaster was beginning the school year and giving what they expect. There could be a lot more uh, video and programming uh, directly over the access channels. They have every, I think every school has uh, a video equipment, uh, much of which is provided uh, by the, the cable access uh, network that we're uh, on in, in the yeah. facility. Uh, so I, if you're looking for communications, um, that might be a way that the school committee and, and members uh, might uh, approach uh, how to communicate. I love it. it. It sounds like a wonderful idea. The other area that parents seem to be concerned with is curriculum. Yep. 
maybe not as much as in math and English, but uh, curriculum in the history, civics, uh, social studies, uh, uh, the way maybe art is taught. Uh, what what would you think of how should the school uh, board and how should the administration of the school uh, listen to what parents are saying uh, about books and curriculum and what they should be buying and should they if, if, if the school is going to anticipate buying books for history mm-hmm. should at least the school committee and the parents have an opportunity to review uh, what's in those books ahead of time before the purchase? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think this is where you're starting to, when we talk about communication and, and, and where there's a disconnect, you know, in terms of uh, curriculum, uh, I think at any level you can always do better in terms of communication. Um, but being forthright and having uh, open conversations and debates about what we're looking to achieve, you know, first, you know, what are we looking to achieve, right? What are we purchasing? Um, And then what's the curriculum? And then put it out there, put it out for the debate, right? Because when you have robust debate, you have good outcomes, right? You get to hear a multitude of sides and make the best decision. That's really been my approach to this kind of new uh, thing that I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, school committee. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. And how we look at curriculum should be done no differently than how we handle a lot of things. I think um, when people are kind of left out of the conversation is where you see, you know, kind of, you know, bad sentiment, right? Well, I didn't know this was being taught or it, it becomes a surprise. Mm-hmm. And, and that's unfortunate in my eyes. How do, how do you look at what the school is providing as far as extracurricular activities and what the town is providing? You and your wife have been here about 11 years now. So we moved here uh, eight years ago. Eight years ago. So what is your overall assessment of, of what other things the schooling community provide? For those under age 18, is is there anything that you see that is missing, or or is it pretty well rounded? Um, so far, what I see, it's pretty well rounded um, from our you know neighbors or other you know friends we have in the community. You know, the, the the sports teams are, are really you know uh, exciting. Um, you know, I've started. Uh, I just bought Andrew uh, his first lacrosse stick. You know, so I mean, I, I grew up and loved playing lacrosse. So um, I actually spoke to um, the woman down at the lacrosse store over by Stop and Shop. You know, do we have a program here? You know, after uh, high school, I, I, I did end up uh, coaching uh, in Sudbury. You know, mm-hmm. the seventh and eighth grade kids, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it's it's just a a good time. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to as my son grows. You know, maybe coaching. And, and getting involved that way. It's, it's the best way to give back. I, this may seem uh, odd, but on the school committee, there's a lot of drugs still in the town of Franklin and in, in the schools. Yep. Uh, do you have any particular uh, ideas 
of, of how, whether we're handling that correctly or, or how you would handle it? Would you have a uniformed police in the high school? Uh, is there things that you're concerned about? So in my professional life, um, you know, we deal with, you know, um, multitude of issues, right? Whether it's safety or, you know, drugs or, you know, just bad behavior. Uh, and I think it's important that, you know, as, as an industry, uh, as a school, as a community, you, know, you have to set what the expectation is, right? And by putting people, you know, and explaining to people, hey, drugs aren't, aren't allowed. You know, we're not going to tolerate and, and really set forth, especially w with younger guys, mm -hmm. you know, by simply stating, hey, these are, these are you know, what our expectations are. And if, if you go outside of those expectations, you know, I tell the guys you're gone. But, you know, again, th there are consequences to these actions. And then get into the training side of it, right? Because not everything is as cut and dry as, you know, Maybe you know they're 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 having a hard time with something, yeah. or maybe there's something else going on. You know, so there there are a, a number of different levels, but I would start at at the first part of it. You know, setting what the expectation is within the schools. You know, behavior wise, drug wise, smoking wise, um, horseplay. You know, uh, and for the most part, from what I've seen, you know, the 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 schools, the principals, they've done an excellent job. You know, so far, you know what I've seen with my children, mm -hmm. um, but again, there's al there's always room for improvement, and um, again, I think through communication and open dialogue, you tend to to get a better understanding of how bad the problem might be, um, and then you can look to address it. As a school committee member, would you actively uh, look for more diversity within the teachers and the janitors and in the administration? Uh, both uh, ethnically and and maybe even culturally. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, diversity of opportunity. Absolutely. You know, I think people should have every opportunity to for whatever the position is. I think again, it, it goes back to you know, is it a good fit for that individual? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, through training or whatever, if there's uh, more um, opportunity for advancement, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You, you mentioned that you have some expertise in budget and finance and numbers. Yep. Uh, what other gifts do you see you bringing uh, to the school board that, that uh, you think would really help the educational system? So um, in my professional life, I'm, I'm a director of health and safety. So um, I've been dealing with everything this, the school's been dealing with. Um, probably a little bit longer, right? So, and that's one of the, to be honest with you, the main reason I'm here uh, with, the, with the school committee, going for a school committee spot. Um, you know, I've been, I'd never watched a school committee meeting before two years ago. Um, and, you know, we even offered, you know, my assistance to the school, you know, whether it was pandemic protocols or uh, implementation of and review of some of the mandates. Um, I thought that was really important, again, um, and they seemed like they had it. Um, they, they didn't need any outside help. Um, so that's why I kind of started watching and seeing, you know, how, how, how they operated. Um, 
and it became pretty clear. Uh, and in the beginning, it, it, it was it was tough on everybody. You know, they they weren't easy decisions to make. Um, but I think as time has gone on, and you've seen more data, and you've seen more facts um, in terms of, you know, how to manage um, COVID nineteen, um, you know, it should be a little bit clearer to everybody, you know, how to proceed, uh, proceed uh, safely. So. so, so you're familiar with OSHA, the Occupational Safety. I forget what the rest of the sentence stands for, yeah. uh, but. Uh, OSHA is, uh, as far as workers and the safety within the schools, uh, are, I imagine, a huge part of that, uh, uh, your responsibility in private industry, yep. that, that you would be bringing uh, to the, the school educational system. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bulk of my training is, is in, you know, hazmat or hazwopper. Um, certifications and situations, right? We deal with asbestos, uh, lead, um, yeah. elements like that. You know, when when we have to demolish a building, we go through. We have uh, strategic planning on how to do this stuff. Yeah, asbestos is uh, probably there can't be too many buildings left with asbestos. Is there or am I? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, I remember in my day, asbestos yeah. was terrible. So it was um, the best way to put it. It, it it's a very effective um, material, right? I would equate asbestos back in the day to PVC today, right? The plastics that we use everywhere. Um, so yes, there's quite a bit of it still left. How about there. lead paint? Lead paint is quite a bit. You know, again, you have to look at uh, historical data, right? Which, when we uh, have a building or a structure, or whatever it might be, really you look at anything before you know the '80s, yeah. you know, mid '80s, even. You want to keep an eye on, and we do full hazard hazardous materials reports. So one of the great things would your would be your ability to work with the Franklin Fire Department Absolutely. in in relationship. Uh, to school safety buildings. Uh, luckily enough, most of our buildings are, are well, pretty new. Yep. <laughs> I yep. say pretty new. They're in my, within my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so 29 years, is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, no. And, and I would agree with that. Um, you know, we do, you know, we've, I've heard the conversations and I've had conversations with others, you know, about the, the kind of aging infrastructure of some of the schools that we have here in town, right? The closing of Davis there. Yeah. Um, so I bet you find something in Davis there. <laughs> I, I, maybe. Yep. Um, what the school committee uh, has subcommittees, mm -hmm. policy, uh, budget, I, I, I don't know all of them, but is there a particular committee that you would like to serve on the subcommittee if you were elected? All of them, right? I mean, it's kind of why we're there. Um, well, but there's usually, you're usually assigned to maybe one, and you may even be the chair of that committee. Yep. Um, is there, um, maybe it's buildings, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have uh, conversations with, with the committee yeah. and see where, again, where my best fit would be. Yeah. Uh, whether it's budget, um, you know, budget, it seems to be um, the problem that never gets solved, right? Um, where 
you know, each year it comes up and it's more reactionary as, a pro, as opposed to what I'm used to, which is kind of proactive, right? Uh, well, I imagine you're familiar w with the concept of building the budget from the ground up. Hmm? Um, here, you're, you kind of are, are limited in a number. Yep. And so within that number, uh, uh, you need to figure out how to allocate the resources. Right. And I think that's, that's an important point, right? You know, are we allocating our resources um, where they need to be, right? You know, are we focusing on that? And by, you know, kind of going through the budget and looking at it and having, you know, conversations, seeing what works, what doesn't work, um, that should kind of lead the conversation as to allocation um, so that we're, you know, we're, we're not missing anything. And we might not be, yeah. uh, but I think it's, it's an interesting topic, especially for, for me. You know, on, on average, you know, a typical construction project, uh, I've been from 60 million to 280 million um, in terms of some of the projects that I've been associated with. Uh, and and the numbers can get overwhelming at times, so I think it's important to have you know a, a, a group yeah. that, that's able to look at it. And I've gathered in your career, you probably have worked a lot with the unions. Yep. And and so the most of the uh, uh, individuals you be working with, I imagine, are unionized. But uh, you you would be familiar with contracts and. Uh, uh, negotiations. Yep. So I'm actually I'm a union member. Yeah. Uh, local 609 um, out of Framingham. Mm -hmm. um, I was a union rep when, in my younger days uh, for about eight years. Uh -huh. So uh, I'm familiar with contracts. Yeah. You know, that's uh, nothing new. Contracts are everywhere. <laughs> One of the important things the school committee is going to do is to elect to select a chair and a vice chair, and I guess a clerk, but particularly the chair, what would you be looking for in the qualities of who, who you would select? Um, knowledge, leadership, uh, experience, right? All, all great qualities in a chair, right? Um, procedurally, uh, you know, as, as a new member coming in, um, As a new member, would you tend to select someone that's already served on the school committee as chair? Yeah, mo most likely. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think uh, decorum is is a big part of what we do, uh, especially you know with the kind of um, uh, open open committee law laws. Open meeting laws. Open meeting laws. Um, so, again, I think experience is a big part of that. Yeah. And how to how to actually run a meeting? <laughs> Don't want me there on the first day. <laughs> but uh, no, all kidding aside, you know it, it's an important role, and I think, it, it, to be honest with you, school committee is an important role. And I have a lot of respect for the people that are currently doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they put forth their time, their effort, you know, to to try to advance um, the education for all of our kids. So uh, I have a lot of respect for that. What's the question I haven't asked you that you would just love? Uh, electoral, uh, uh, the people in Franklin are going to go out and vote. Uh, no. Um, you know, uh, the one the one that I do like is is you know why are you running, 
right? Yeah. And the reason I'm running is is because of my kids and, and, and the kids here in the Franklin community. You know, uh, I think it's important that, again, not just me. I, I said before, the, the last thing anybody that knows me thinks I would be doing is running for school committee. But I, I'm passionate, so passionate about it that I feel it's important to not just sit there and, you know, complain or whatever, but to, to get involved and become uh, part of the solution within your community um, to help make it a better, a better and brighter future uh, for our kids. Well, Mark Bison. Bison, Bison. Yep. thank you very much. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, this is Frank Valvey with Frank Presents, and both Mark and I want to see you at the polls on Tuesday, November 2nd, between 6 and 8 o'clock, or you can vote by mail, or you can vote at the town clerk's office. Uh, but please, uh, look at the TV, look at the written material, uh, look where the candidates stand, and make an informed decision, but make a decision and go out and vote. Thank Th you, Mark. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.